This podcast contains real talk about the mayhem of motherhood, along with a weekly medical mystery. Because all of these topics can be pretty graphic, and because we use explicit language, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Motherhood, Mayhem, and Medical Mysteries podcast. On this show, we are not attempting to solve the major medical mysteries of the world or tell you how to raise your kids. We are definitely not doctors or scientists of any kind. We are just two moms here to provide you with support, resources, and maybe a few laughs along the way. We do a lot of research and will definitely share the things we learn, but please talk to a professional if you have specific concerns about your experiences. Here's Miranda, who has a peculiar aversion to stickers. And that's Melanie. She once rode over 10 hours in a stranger's car to escape a hurricane. You'll never guess what's been stuck in my head all afternoon. What? Okay, you know that episode of The Office that you hate where they go to Michael and Jan's condo for the dinner party? I don't hate that episode. I thought you hated it. No. Like cringe. No, I mean, okay. it's super okay. cringe, but it's, it's a great so episode. Okay, I love that episode. It's like in my top five. But Jan goes over to the stereo and oh, she please plays don't sing it. I, please don't sing it. <laughs> It's been stuck in my head. Is that all one day. that her assistant <laughs> sings? That one night oh. you made everything all right. Oh. It's been stuck in my head all day. I've been driving. Well, thank you for crazy. sharing. Maybe it will replace the like single line of several Dave Matthews songs that are stuck in my head. Oh yeah. Do you still have lovely lady? I, stuck in your I head? didn't till just now. Now it's gonna be a mashup. Oh my gosh. Me and Mel went to the Dave Matthews concert and for whatever reason, the whole weekend, the only thing that we could sing was Lovely Lady. That's it. Just that. Just that. Over and over and over. Oh, oh my gosh, it was nuts. It was like so sub. Like I'm in the shower and I'm just like lovely lady. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh. We both were. Anyway, that's enough well, of that. Well, it's either no, going to no. be that or Hunter's hit from uh, James yeah. CD. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's anyway, Melody. So weird. Tell, how our tell brains me about do that. I know it's terrible. But anyway, tell me about your you've you've done a lot lately with family. Oh, it's been a summer of family. Have time. I ever? Please let me tell you about the experiences of my recent long weekend with family visiting. Oh my goodness. I, I'll consolidate it somewhat. I'll put it this way. My family all lives in Ohio, which is about an eleven hour travel to where I stay by car. And so two of my cousins came down with their four young children and decided that they would drive overnight so that the kids could sleep. 
a good move. I've done it. I've done it a lot. Um, it's a good move. I'll be honest. I've never done it, but that's just because I'm not very good at staying up all night. And I know that about myself, but um, it worked out great. The kids slept the whole way, but here I was at my home. Mind you now, hotel check-in is not until four because they're not staying at my house. They're staying at a hotel on, on the beach. But right. hotel check-in is at 4 p.m. And they showed up with their four children who are all seven or under oh at 7.05 a.m. <laughs> oh, no. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. I Wowzers. know. So kudos to the both of them for being able to pull that off. But of course, they were like zombies. And, sure, of you course. know, the kids pretty much slept all night. So they're ready to go. Like, when do yeah, we they're get, up and at When do we get to go to the beach? When do we get to go to the pool? You know, they're bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah. Well, I won't go too far into all of what I tried to do to keep them entertained, but I wanted to give a shout out to all of you parents who have children who are under that age. We'll say eight and under. Their attention span is literally five minutes. So oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm over here yeah. trying to be a Miranda style like camp coordinator and every <laughs> single idea that I come up with lasts no more than five minutes and they're over. Oh it. man. And mind oh, you now man. it's seven AM and check in isn't until four. It was, <laughs> it was. We have nine hours. We have nine hours to kill. It was a long day. Oh, jeez. I did oh my, my best. Um, I learned some things. But anyway, so we're going, and, and my child and I are going with them because I've taken off this time that they're going to be in town. Yeah, and yeah. So we're showing up at a hotel my other cousin came. So at this point now, we are four adults and five children checking into a hotel in the center of super busy beach destination. Mm. And um, we're checking in right at check-in time. So there's a line yeah. at the counter where we have to wait and parking garages. With, with the five children. Five children. Oh, man. Four, yeah. four adults. So we can only come up with one cart. What are those carts? You know, the carts. Yeah, the luggage cart thing. We yeah. can only come mm -hmm. up with one luggage cart. Now, keep sure. in mind that during the nine hours we had to kill, we did make a grocery store run so that we wouldn't have to do that from oh, no. the resort. So there's groceries, So too. there's groceries. There's luggage and groceries. Luggage and oh, groceries. Oh, man. So oh, we have our one luggage cart. <laughs> and Like a clown cart. Yeah. And so the five children are actually in the back of one of the cars and we're like making them stay there because you know how parking garages are especially in the oh, middle yeah. of the summer and like a tourist mm -hmm. destination so we have them all off to the side meanwhile i am packing the luggage cart like some ivy league version of tetris which clearly <laughs> i i have failed i i don't i put the heavy flat stuff on oh, the bottom 
Yeah. You know, and I was building up and from there. Built your way up. Yeah. yeah. But then for oh, some man. reason, oh, like a hundred squishmallows had to come with us. But oh, not but the squishmallows. Because of the five, because of the five children, the big ones, like the avocado days. toast, big. Oh my! But anyway, gosh. We get all of this stuff on, but I somehow am pushing this cart, right? That has everybody's stuff and all of the groceries on it. Oh, my goodness. And so everybody else, the other adults, have, like, groceries all the way up to their shoulders, you know, because we're all exhausted at this point. Everybody's just loaded down like a pack mule right. walking into and, this place. And we're place. hurting the five children. In between you. Yeah. Like, okay. like ranchers. Well, yeah. And so... I had one of my cousins with me to go down the elevator because these big resorts, the parking garage is across the street, which is terrible. That's a terrible Mm -hmm. setup. I mean, I get it. They don't want to use oceanfront property to make a parking garage, but holy Mm -hmm. crap. So we get all the way down and I have one semi-helpful cousin sort of what I'll tell you that story when we're not on air but anyway (laughs) there's a ramp down to cross the road now mind you now Uh, this luggage rack has to weigh like 300 oh, pounds. Oh, gosh. I don't even and know. And the profile that, on that thing. That everything is stacked up high. I mean, if there's a gust of wind, it's going so over. So we've got there's a ramp a down. We've got to cross yeah. the busy road. Then yeah. we've got to uh-huh. ramp up. Then we got to get in another elevator, right? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, with Somehow, all of that. By God's grace, we end up across the road without dumping everything in the middle of the traffic. <laughs> or, or losing a kid. Well, they were in charge of the kids. So I just had the rack and I was supposed to have an assistant who was mediocre at best. So then we end up in the other tower, which is where uh-huh. the room is. And it's, you know, of course, our room is like 16 floors up or something ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Right. I get into the elevator And I'm the only one. It's just me now. It's me with this Mm. luggage rack that I can't even see over. Some Mm. young child who obviously left something in his room and is at the swimming pool. And he's going Mm -hmm. up. And then this random other man who had just gone to the convenience store across the street to get a couple bags of chips. They're stuck with me. This woman. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Right. So the elevator starts going up. And then everything falls off. Uh-uh. Everything. You made it that far in the elevator. I was in I the mean, second elevator. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm talking. That's not even I'm talking. Fair. This is against the laws of physics. Tote I mean, the elevator's bags, going up. Tote bags it's going full up. of beach toys. Squishmallows. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Cousin, and you have Chip Man and Pool Kid. Yeah, Chip in the Man elevator and Pool with Kid. you and to try to help. Then what s- in the world? Somehow on this rack, my cousin who had paid for this whole adventure, her wallet uh-huh. was there, the room keys, they're all, I mean, oh, all over my the elevator. Goodness, everything. And I'm everything. alone, right? Oh, wow. So, and I mean, what's Chip Man going to well, do? Chip like, Pool man, Boy doesn't care. Chip Man. Pool Boy's going to his room chip man and pool boy for the win 
because they were they were really they get gold stars for this. So Aww, were they so helpful? We finally get to the floor that we're supposed to be at, and I just yeah. look at both of them and I'm like, please just throw everything. Like I shove it out, <laughs> and like the pool pool boy oh, is like no. throwing buckets. <laughs> And like squishmallows. <laughs> and so Oh my goodness. They get off the elevator with the five children and now three adults and five children and just me and this rack. And they're like <laughs> laughing hysterically because they're watching their <laughs> crap get thrown out. Oh my goodness. Wow. And then they both wow. they all looked at me and they go, Oh, she's mad. And I'm like I don't know if mad's the right word. Like, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, and I'm overwhelmed, and I'm having to have Mm -hmm. strangers throw my shit at me. Yeah. It's just not, it's not great. You're, you're severely flustered. You're severely flustered at this point. Yeah. But anyway, that's how we arrived at the resort and uh, things did get much better from there, but holy crap, it was like (laughs) the real beginning to, uh, to a trip. That's for sure. Oh my And I'm sure everybody's experienced something like that, but, um, you know, don't leave one person alone in charge of the luggage rack. Okay, Miranda, so what are you going to teach us about this week? So this week, I wanted to look at chores. Oh, that sounds like work. Chores. It is It is work. It's work about work, which is a whole lot of work. Okay, sure. well, I'm assuming you're going to make sure. it fun, so hit me with it. You know, as fun as chores can be, I don't know how fun it is, but I mean, first of all, like, what do you... What's your stance on chores and like kids doing chores? Um, what's your what's your spin? Well, where I'm at right now is my husband and I both agree that our kid needs to start having some chores. But he really hasn't had much. Like there's certain things like you always have to put your clothes, dirty clothes, where they belong and turn, put your dirty plates back in the kitchen. But, like, that's really as far as we've gone. Mm. Occasionally, mm. we'll have him clean his room, mm-hmm. but that's about it. So we need your help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I need my help. <laughs> I, need, I need I need, lots of help. For us, it's a consistency thing. It's like sometimes we're really good at it. And then other times, it's just like, you know what? It's just easier for me to do it. So you go do something else, you know? Yeah. So lots of mixed ideas and theories out there on chores. So of course, you know, I went and looked for some stats, some statistics here, and I found a lot of interesting things and some interesting data. So of course, there's been a change over, you know, the last gosh, like 70 years or so with more women entering the workforce. Right. So for sure. 60%. And not like at home doing chores all day, like June Cleaver with the vacuum cleaner making uh, a meat and three for dinner every night. So about 60% of families have dual incomes. And on average each week, mothers, so this research is looking at just heterosexual couples, and they found on average, mothers spend about 18 hours each week doing housework and 14 hours doing childcare. Okay, hold on. Hit me with that again. 
18 hours doing housework and 14 hours doing childcare. Oh, wow. That's really depressing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty accurate, though, like for me when I sit back and think about it. That's about what I do. Uh, I feel like I'm definitely slacking, but I think that's because we have a little bit of a non-traditional, like I'm not cooking dinner or packing lunches because we work different schedules. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm oftentimes yeah. like I make myself a lean cuisine and uh, put something in the air fryer for Jonah. That's pretty much right. <laughs> right. What I, I didn't do. know you guys had an air fryer. I want to get an air fryer. Oh, well, it's a toaster. It's a combination. Remember that fancy okay. toaster oh, we bought? I've used your toaster. Well, yeah, it has I've an, used your toaster. It has an air fryer setting on it. Oh. That was the fancy one fancy. we bought when we didn't have an oven for six months. That's right. Because of COVID. Because the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So you said that sounds depressing. It does. Women. 18 hours doing housework, 14 hours doing childcare. Listen to this. Men spend 10 hours doing housework and seven hours doing childcare. So oh. kind of cut in half. And that's Pew Research. So, I mean, that's a that's a well-reputed research How dare they? I know. Can you believe that? All of that to say, we're spending a lot of time like in the home with our kids and with our chores and the things we need to do to keep our household running, right? Right. So another study that was done in 2019 by Rebecca Scharf, she's a developmental pediatrician at the University of Virginia. This study involved over 9,000 children and the parents in the study reported the frequency with which the children performed chores. Okay. And what they found in this study, again, 9,000 kids, huge sample size, they found a correlation that more chores in kindergarten in third grade kids who who did more chores in kindergarten had higher rates of social academic and life satisfaction uh scores than kids who did not oh well shit i'm way past kindergarten it kind of scoots up on you right it sneaks up on you real quick so (laughs) on the other hand they found that kids who rarely performed chores in kindergarten were way more likely to score in the bottom quintile on self-reported pro-social academic ability peer relationships and life satisfaction scores in third grade so if they were doing chores they were doing really really good by the time they were eight if they weren't doing chores when they were in kindergarten they had much lower scores so definitely a correlation there. Wow. Yeah. And aside from that, there's been a lot of other research, like slews and slews of research out there that have found that kids who do regular chores have higher self-esteem, are more responsible and better able to deal with frustration and delay gratification. All of these things, of course, contribute to greater success uh, in school and higher academic performance. Absolutely. Sounds good. And like life in general. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like that's what we want. Right. What we don't want is like for our kindergartner to go to school and not know how to like put on their own coat, you know? Right. We we don't want our seven-year-old to go to a friend's house and not know how to pour juice for themselves or get themselves a drink. 
And the last thing, and this one I think really hits home, you don't want your kid to go off to college and not know how to do their own laundry or prepare a simple meal oh, for themselves. I went on that. I already, I've taught Jonah how to do laundry like twice now. He's eight. He knows how to do it. He doesn't want to do it. That's awesome. But I had a, I had a friend in college that was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, that's never going to fly mm-hmm. in my world. So... Mm-hmm. Every couple years, I will have him doing laundry just to make sure he knows how to do it. I mean, probably by the time he gets to middle school, I'm just going to make him do his own laundry. Let him do his own. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I say that, but I also don't have an eight-year-old. <laughs> so the problem with all of this is getting your kids to do their chores sucks. It sucks. Okay. It's well, I mean, I'm worst. glad that you said that because it, here's the whole thing. It's like... Even when I'm thinking about, it's like, he's not going to do the laundry, right? You know? Right. I mean, like. Yep. Yep. So, like, I teach yep. him the process, but then I end up doing it. And I guess that's, exactly. that's part of the struggle is, you know, mm-hmm. or, or like some time ago, mm-hmm. one of our big challenges around here was there was always toothpaste in the sink. Like, oh, I hate that. Oh, my so, God. The big globs of toothpaste. Like, literally so <sighs> much toothpaste in the sink. It's it was so ridiculous. Bad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was a constant, like, dude, you have to clean the toothpaste out of the sink. And you know what I ended up doing? I bought a what? totally different toothbrush system. I got one of those, oh. like, U-shaped toothbrushes that uses oh, yeah, foam I love the U. toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the foam. It's expensive, nice. but there's no toothpaste in the sink. No globs. Because it's like they get in there and they get so hard and you can't scrape oh, them it's off. it's so gross. Oh, it's my so gosh. Gross. It's so nasty. But it's yeah, so I just kind of found like a workaround on the that's probably wasn't a great parenting move for me. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It, it is frustrating and we have to there's always going to be like give and take, yeah. right? Because not every battle is worth fighting. And I'm the same as you. I am, <laughs> and Brad, Brad picks on me because he's like, well, I would help more but you are so particular about the way you do things yeah and we know we know that i am we know that i am you are so i'm not the easiest to deal with because if you do do a chore i'm probably going to come around and give you some constructive feedback right and nobody wants constructive constructive feedback in their own house no 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 they don't so i have to work on that but but it is it's so hard because we think in our minds like well i can just do it and i'll do it right and I'll do it better and I'll do it faster. So like why fool with getting them involved, right? But it's a long-term, it's a long-term thing. Like the investment, right? Like the empathetic problem solving. It's a Mm long-term investment. Like we're trying to invest in these kids. You're building these small habits, right? And again, you have to work with their brains and the stage that they're at because these kids are egocentric. They don't understand your needs or your expectations. They don't understand what it takes to run a household. They're impulsive. They're careless. They're annoying. They're going to whine. They're going to complain. And we have to try to like reframe that and kind of meet them where they are and do, do what we can. But I do have a, I do have a really random, I don't know if you could call it a success story, maybe an accidental 
luck. This was just pure accidental luck because last weekend I was cleaning. I was doing some work around the house. The Fisher's like, what can I do to earn some screen time? Because that's the new thing. He has to do different things. We're trying to use it for summer reading. And like, if he reads three books, he can have, you know, some screen time. Anyway, he's like, what can I do to earn some screen time? And I'm like standing there holding the Swiffer duster, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, you can take this and clean the baseboards in the house. And he's like, what's that? So we get down on our hands and knees and I'm like, this little piece of wood goes all the way around to the bottom of our house. It's like a train. And if you can follow it and get all of the dust onto this duster, I'll give you some screen time. And I'm like, but you have to do the whole house. And wow. guess I know. And guess what I did? Guess what I did? What? I went and got in the shower. And I took a long, relaxing, nice shower because I'd been cleaning all morning. And I came out of the shower, Melanie, and like all of my furniture has been moved from the walls. Oh, like, no. He has, pushed, he has pushed the nightstands in our bedroom away from the wall so he can get the he baseboard it the behind whole way. it clean. He followed it the whole way. I came into my office and like my desk and my chairs and like my my little table, everything's like scooted. And he went around the Good job, I, Fisher. It was amazing. I walked out of the shower and I was like oh my gosh and then he showed me the duster and it was black wow and I was I, I was grossed out over I was like whoa buddy so then he got he got a whole 30 minutes of video games after that because I was like that was awesome. I mean I feel like so, that's only fair uh yeah I mean it was it was incredible so I was I was absolutely astonished. So anyway, we've got to think like kids aren't going to do this willingly. It requires too much foresight and discipline. They don't have that yet. So it's best for us to kind of model it and set that expectation. Like you said, it's an investment. It's a process. It has to be ever evolving. But I do have some ideas for different ages and stages to share with our mama, our mayhem mamas out there. So if you have a young toddler, so let's say 18 months to two years old, They can start to learn to put their dirty clothes in a hamper. They can maybe start getting dressed with some help. They can learn how to start brushing their hair and washing their hands and maybe even brushing their teeth with some help. So some good stuff there. Okay, so I have my kid doing the 18-month to 3-year-old chores. (laughs) Nice. Oh, my gosh, yes. Please do the mental checklist as we go. Okay, two to three-year-olds can, quotation marks, help in the kitchen mm-hmm. with little pots and pans. Mm-hmm. So so maybe they have something they can do there. Maybe they can move cut vegetables from your cutting board into a pot or something. I don't know. Just getting involved with that. And then it also talked about the child-sized broom and dustpan set. That little Melissa oh, and Doug yeah. with the mop. Fisher yep, loved that, was that such- thing, <laughs> although it turned Fish. into weapons. <laughs> Fisher enjoyed weaponizing the mop. That was his favorite. Stay out of his way. Oh my goodness gracious. It was like the dang uh, Nimbus 2000 going through my house. (laughs) Okay. So three to four-year-olds, and I liked this suggestion, three to four-year-olds can set the table and they make these little placemats that have a picture of like, here's where the cup goes, here's where the plate goes. And I was like, that's cute. Um, So they can learn how to put things out before a meal i can remember a pet i can remember doing that as a kid setting the table that was a thing i had to do yeah how old do you think you were probably like 
kindergarten, I would guess. Okay. Okay. Nice. Look at that. See, you were you were doing. But this. I mean, around here, you don't have to really set much for lean cuisine. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's <laughs> us too. It's like there's not a whole lot involved with that. But maybe if you're like doing something special or you have guests, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you can have them feed a pet or like be responsible. Oh, well, for... that has gone wrong a few times around. <laughs> like, is that why your cats are so fat? The cats only need so much food. Maybe they could help unload the dishwasher. I have very strong feelings that I don't want anybody I touching very my much clean dishes. A, I'm very much opposed to I'm that. I'm opposed. I, I'm opposed. I honestly, Those of you out there doing it, more power to you. Even when my husband does it, I will never complain, not out loud, except right here with you all, and none of you will tell my husband. He puts all kinds of stuff in the wrong places. My husband does, too. I'm like, we've lived here for years. What, what's your problem? I don't understand. But none it's of it's crazy. like and I can bit- never find the cheese grater. The cheese grater is like a wandering nomad in my cabinet. Yeah, I don't even I know where know my cheese where grater is right now, but... I, I, and this is just me, like one of my very few type A things. I have the ramekins subdivided. There's certain ramekins that go in one spot, and then there's other ramekin like items that go in a different spot, and they're mm-hmm. never in the right spot. Oh, jeez. It's so important. It's so important to it, put the right ramekins. I mean, it together. really shouldn't be. It's critical. <laughs> it's critical. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My thing is like, I don't unload the dishwasher unless I first wash my hands. Because in my mind, if my hands are dirty and I'm touching clean dishes, what was the point of washing those dishes? And it terrifies me to think that like my kid just used the bathroom and now they're like touching my forks. Well, before I they mean, put thank you for unlocking that new fear. I had never really given it much of a thought before, but it's the worst. I don't mind it when we're camping. When we're camping, I'm like, eh, whatever. It fell in the dirt. Let me just lick it off. But for some reason, the dishwasher is like, do, no one touches that but me. Okay. And that's that's where the line well, is. Well, every household has their own dishwasher situation. And I think that it's your true. household and my household share one, but I have some coworkers mm-hmm. that do not share it. So here's how it goes mm-hmm. around here. You feel mm-hmm. you fill the one side of the sink with the dirty dishes. Once it's yes. full of dirty dishes, you empty the clean dishes out of the dishwasher and put them away, hopefully to the right spots. Then you put mm-hmm. all of the dirty dishes into the dishwasher and mm-hmm. you run mm-hmm. it, right? I think that's what you mm-hmm. guys do. Mm-hmm. Then you you run it. So like whatever is in the dishwasher is either clean or in the process of being clean. Yeah. There's none of this like half dirty, like half like I can't handle that. I have a coworker that like literally every single dirty item has to immediately go in the dishwasher. And I'm like, I can't handle Mm. that because then you got dirty dishes just sitting in the dishwasher. Just sitting there. Yeah. Just, and something to think about, too. You know, every time you do that, you're wearing out the hinges and the gaskets. There you go. You know, every time you open that is. thing, you're just, you're shortening the life of your dishwasher. I mean, at Those present, gaskets, my dishwasher. They got to stay, stay sealed. My dishwasher requires too many bungee cords to uh, not spray all over the floor right now. So, you know, <laughs> I mean. 
Yeah, so we're not we're not fooling with that. No. We're we're only gonna open it if we have to. hundred percent. That's why that's why it hates you when you open it, because you really aren't supposed to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Okay. Back to the three and four year olds. They could maybe go out and get the mail. That could be cool. Yeah. Now, like maybe if they're like little, you need to be near them. Yeah. But I let Fisher run out and get the mail. He's he just turned six, so he's he's good for that. Okay. And I like this one. They can match their socks when you okay. get the laundry out so they can find the match. That's kind of a fun activity. And then they can help put laundry away. So they can put, if they have something that goes in a dresser drawer, um, Fisher knows like he's got three little dresser drawers and he knows what goes in each drawer so he can put his drawer stuff away. I have to put stuff on hangers for him. He, we haven't practiced hanging things up yet, but he can handle the dresser and that's that's something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him credit. Elementary schoolers. So here's where I listen up for Jonah. Oh boy. Elementary schoolers can help make dinner. They can help put away groceries. They can start doing their own laundry. You've got that one. Uh, if they have a like a dog or something, maybe they can take them for a short walk and maybe they can keep their room clean on their own. And it does say with occasional help. Okay. So, okay. We're there. Okay. We're there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We got it. Middle schoolers, this gets fun. Uh, and I mentioned this in an earlier episode. Middle schoolers can actually help cook dinner and like from start to finish. So like, let's pick out a recipe. Let's write a shopping list. Let's go to the grocery store and find these things and talk about why things are in certain places in the grocery store so we can learn and identify that stuff. I thought that was pretty Yeah, cool. no, I think that's great. Yeah. For, so start to finish. They can also really at that point, they need to be able to like clean the bathroom, wash the car, maybe do some things in the yard like rake leaves. I know you have a problem with kids on lawn mowers, but maybe they have an opportunity to mow the lawn. You were mowing the lawn when you were a kid, though. Listen, but you I feel like mower. now I need to clarify. I don't like kids riding with other people on lawn mowers, not if they're actively mowing. And I won't go gotcha. into all of the gruesome stories that I know of, of things yeah, that so. have happened. If you're riding around with grandpa on the lawnmower, but the deck's not down, fine. That's fine. I mean, still be careful, but that's fine. I was mowing the lawn myself when I was in middle school. And that's a whole different story. Because yeah. you had to, you know, I had a little class from oh, my dad. Class? On a, oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't a class. I thought there was like the, the community center in Ohio. We went to our no, no. middle school. It was in the yard <laughs> with my dad. No. And, you know, we had to learn <laughs> all of the things. And then I was, I love it. that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, I got you. But don't let your really kids the... ride on mowers or farm equipment that is in use at the time because Jeez. it's cute to have a picture of Timmy with Uncle Bob on the tractor. Don't do that, please. Yeah, because it's not cute to have a picture of Timmy without an arm Thank three you. years later. Thank you. So be safe out there. And then so by the time your kid is in high school, we want to make sure that really they have all the skills they need to live independently. So like everything that they need if they're going off to college, whenever they're moving out, you want to make sure that your kid is prepared to maintain, you know, a hygienic lifestyle and like a healthy and responsible lifestyle. That's a good That's thing. That's good. That's great. So how do we get started? Ask Melanie. Ask how do we get started? Marita, how do we get started? I'll tell you. So we can get kids involved in discussions about the family's plans and what needs to be accomplished. A good old fashioned family meeting, everybody. Woo! It's family meeting time. It's oh. my favorite. I love a good family oh, meeting. Boy. Melanie hates it. I hate it. <laughs> I really hate any kind of meeting, to be honest. Uh, I 
love a family mm-hmm. meeting. I know you do. <laughs> but really, I think what it boils down to, again, it's a lifestyle. It's a process. We all sit down and we say, hey, this is what we need to get done this week or this is what we we're going to do today. And, you know, we're all going to work as a team. We're going to divide it up. We were actually working out in the yard last weekend and we were sitting down like kind of over breakfast or whatever, chit chatting about like, this is what we're going to do this morning. And then when we're done with that, we're going to, you know, do something fun tonight, but we have to get this work done. And so we kind of divided up and said, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Daddy's going to do that. And um, this is what where you can help. And again, if you help us out, you can earn some screen time, whatever. We were, <laughs> we had to work on our palm trees in the backyard. Oh, My yeah. palm trees are, those are mangy. Are, uh, those yeah. are big. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to have to like actually hire an arborist because they're, it's too much upkeep. Like I need like a tree, a palm tree crew, but I have these palm trees in my backyard. Did the they're weird thatch berries palms. come out yet? The berries were starting to come out Ooh. and that's what we, that's what we did because so last year we learned our lesson Gotta because that the, mofo cut that off, dropped those berries and it became like a fly infested paradise in one of my flower beds. Uh-huh. It was so disgusting. So when, as soon as we saw the berries like starting to go, I'm like, Brad, get the pole saw. So he is like hacking this thing down with the pole saw and Fisher came carried the the thing out to the road and like put it in the pile Good. and that was his job. He was the the gopher going back and forth moving all of the the pieces to the road and it was perfect and we all worked together and we all had a, a job to do. You know, it was it was cool. So we had our little discussion and blah blah blah. Um the other thing to just be aware of is don't wait until after your kid goes to sleep to start doing your chores. Right. It's it's going to be more you're modeling for them if you're doing chores while they're around and while they're engaged and can see what you're doing. Some other things to think about when you're getting started, you can use birthdays as a natural marker to talk about what responsibilities and what privileges your kid is getting as they're, you know, moving up a grade or moving up a year. Again, that could be a birthday. It could be the start of a school year. It could be the start of the, you know, January 1st, like right after Christmas could be a really good time to do it. Uh, Or like if you get back from a big vacation. So those are good times to like do it and update, make sure your child is taking on something new every year so that they can continue to learn new skills and become more independent. No. Okay. So I had a question for you though. Okay. What are your feelings about giving allowance for chores? I love the idea. I think it, I think it fosters an idea of fiscal responsibility. Ooh, say more about that. Uh, well, nothing. I just, I, I guess, you know, we're all accustomed to like what we grew up with. And like I had certain chores and I got an allowance and I would save my money to buy, you know, the things that I wanted. Mm, I like it. Yeah. There's no real correct answer to should you give your kid an allowance or not. The argument for not giving your kid an allowance would just be that, hey, this is expected and we all chip in and we all do right. this. I and get that don't too. Get I really do. Yeah. I like building in the idea of like the fiscal side of it and like this is how you can save up your money and earn things. And like, so like for Fisher, we don't give him money to do chores, but he gets privileges. He gets treats. Mostly screen time is the best carrot that we have right now. Right. So we- You got to use, use what carrot time carrot. What carrots work. You got to use those. 
<laughs> That's right. And they're always changing. So I don't really know where I fall on that. I think we're right now, I guess we're just giving him the, the privilege of screen time. We haven't started doing it yet, but we've talked about a couple times, you know, because he'll have a birthday coming up and we've talked about, you know, okay, well, talking about an allowance and that whole idea. So I think mm-hmm. that we probably will, but I, th- I would venture to say one of the worst things you can do with an allowance is give them the money even if they don't do Mm. what they're supposed to do like yeah it it has to be a kind of a strict did you do let me see if you did them how you should kind of thing yeah and have it you can even like tear it like did you do it the best you know if you did it a really good job you know then you'll get all of your allowance if you did a half ass job then you're only getting half or something like that and kind of help them learn to work a little bit harder and that teaches really good skills too like you know we work and we get paid for the work that we do so (sighs) they're working they get paid for the work they do so just some last things to be aware of and then we'll wrap up some do's and some don'ts number one, don't use chores as a punishment. They really need to be an expectation that positively benefits everyone in the home and not a negative consequence for bad behavior. You don't want your kid to affiliate doing a chore that's necessary for, you know, an effective household or, or good hygiene. That makes um, sense. As a as like a punishment. So yeah. And then, of, like we've said, don't try to force it overnight. It's a process. It's a lifestyle. It's not an on-off switch. Your kid's not going to wake up tomorrow morning and start doing chores. If they do, please send them to my house. <laughs> I'll give them lots of constructive feedback. Okay. And lastly, on some do's, go about your own chores with your child. Involve them as much as you can and try to be aware of like your attitude while you're doing chores. If you're going around like, uh, I hate these chores. Chores are stupid. Chores suck. You're modeling that and you're going to teach them to not want to do it either. And then the last tip here was you can use what's called hurdle help, uh, which is kind of what we did in the yard. You can divide chores out, break it down, make it easy, give everybody a role and tackle it as a team. Okay. Um, I think we've talked about that a couple of times. So that's a good way to, again, make sure they see that it's part of the whole, you know, it benefits the whole family. It's a it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't had a bad attitude about chores since I started listening to podcasts like four years ago. Because doing chores is the perfect time to listen to this or any other podcast. Or maybe this podcast. (laughs) Perhaps. What's our medical mystery tonight? Well, tonight we are going to talk about the thyroid. Okay. Does that sound about equivalently as interesting as chores to you? Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot with the thyroid. There is a a, lot with the thyroid. It's a big one. So I will say this um, at the top. We are today just going to talk about the thyroid and what it is. There are many different issues that can stem from issues with the thyroid, and those will probably be topics for future episodes. I'll, awesome. I'll get I'll get into it. Miranda, do you know where your thyroid is located? It's in your gut. No, it's in your neck, I think. Yes. So the thyroid is a small butterfly-shaped gland that oh, is located butterfly. at the very front of your neck under your skin. So right there, it like basically straddles your windpipe and it's about Hmm. two inches wide. 
So it's kind of skinny in the middle, like it has a middle part, and then it has two wings that come around the side of your throat. Mm. If your thyroid is healthy, it shouldn't be visible at all. But if there are lumps on the front of your neck, that could be an indication of thyroid issues. We'll get a little bit more into that in a bit here. But the thyroid is actually part of the endocrine system. Now, I don't know how much you know about the endocrine system. Do do you know anything? I mean, it's hormones, right? And it's super complex. It is super, super complex. It's like one of those things like similar to the lymphatic system. We don't really talk about it much, but it's very critical and complicated, and it affects a lot of different parts of our functioning as Right, humans. and it's so easy for like one teeny tiny little thing to get balanced out over here, and then it's like a domino effect. Like all these other systems in your body can like just be affected. Absolutely. So the endocrine system is a network of several glands that create and secrete hormones. A gland is an organ that makes up one or more substances. These include hormones, digestive juices, sweat, tears. So the glands are weird. They do like a lot of weird things the glands do. Sounds like they're making lots of stuff. Endocrine glands release hormones directly into our bloodstreams. And the hormones hormones. And I know that some some people who are listening already know all this stuff, but really, I, I didn't feel like it would hurt anybody to have a refresher. Hormones are essentially chemicals that coordinate the different functions in our body by carrying messages through our blood to our organs and skin and muscles and tissues. So they're kind of like the messengers, the, the hormones are. So that's very important. That's how you know, our systems are knowing what they're supposed to do. So I'm going to list some organs and glands that make up the endocrine system. And honestly, this surprised me. So there's the hypothalamus, the thyroid, the pituitary gland, the adrenal glands, the pancreas, the ovaries, and the testes. Those are all part of the endocrine system. Hmm. So it's like a very unusual range of things. From the hypothalamus to the testes, Uh, it's all all there. It's all there. (laughs) And the pancreas too. The The pancreas. pancreas. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense though, because like if you have diabetes, you see an endocrinologist. Right. 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 No, that's true. And the pancreas does the insulin deal and that has to do with digestive functions and all sorts of stuff. So the thyroid controls many, many of our body's important functions. The main job, though, is to control the speed of our metabolism or our metabolic rate, which that is how quickly the process of your body transforming food into energy happens. So that's a pretty huge piece of us as human beings. You know, it's the rate at which all of that happens. So if your thyroid isn't working properly, it can actually impact your entire body. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll get to a list here in a minute, but I did want to talk about the tasks of the thyroid. Like what exactly does it do? We mentioned that it secretes hormones. What are those hormones? There's like four different things that it secretes. Oh, man. 
<laughs> the only thing that comes to my mind is TSH, but that's thyroid stimulating hormone, which would make me think it's not coming from the thyroid. Exactly, which that's a really <laughs> good point. That is actually TSH, which is one that's used to measure is actually released by the parathyroid. Oh. But anyway, there's T4, T3, okay. RT3, and one called calcitonin. So mm. the biggest one, the primary hormone that the thyroid makes and releases is T4 or thyroxine. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that before. And that is, and it, this gets even more complicated and I'm not going to get into all, all of this, but when the T4 hits your bloodstream, it can convert mm -hmm. to T3. Hmm. So there's a whole complex situation going on there. Like how frogs can change from male to female in certain situations. Maybe, sure. <laughs> or like an infinity jellyfish that lives forever because it can default back to its so something. State. I'm sure it's very similar to that process. <laughs> Melanie, did, did you know that there's such a thing as an immortal jellyfish? And why did you not tell me about it, by well, the way? I mean, You're the marine scientist. I didn't make it all the way through, but a jellyfish isn't a fish. It's just a colony of microorganisms. So it only makes sense that it could live on forever. It lives forever. Oh, okay. the, in, the immortal jelly. Okay. So tell me, Miranda... Not yeah. anything more about your immortal jellyfish, because you know I'll have to Google yeah. it before we can have that conversation. <laughs> it can live forever. But can you list some of the um, bodily functions that your thyroid can affect? Oh, man. Okay. Well, definitely metabolism. Right. And that's a huge one, because then it's almost like me metabolism is like a chain reaction and other things throughout your body. Correct. Um, I think it also will maybe do some maybe female hormonal stuff okay does it have yeah. anything to do with like your cycle and it does you know follicular phase and luteal phase and all of these little cycle phases yeah so it, metabolism you're correct that is its main function heart rate breathing what oh i did not know that digestion that's kind of scary that's scary body temperature brain development mental activity skin and bone maintenance and fertility. So pretty critical functions. For everything. Correct. From your skin to your heartbeat. Now I <laughs> do remember crazy. once I read this, I do remember I did not know that. That I had a friend in the past who was having some really wild heart rhythm issues. And so they were doing like diagnostic stuff to try to figure that out and mm -hmm. to rule out like cardiac issues and whatnot. And it ended up being a thyroid thing. And prior to wow. that, I didn't know anything about that, but it can affect your heart rate. So hmm. it's important for us to realize how many different functions are affected by the hormones that are released from no our idea. thyroid. I had no idea. That's insane. So w there's several different organs and glands that interact with the thyroid. They can affect, like I said, almost every organ in your body. As far as the cardiovascular system, like I mentioned, um, your thyroid helps regulate the amount of blood that your heart pumps through your circulatory system. So that's your wow. cardiac output. 
And that's wild. And then in addition to that, it also affects your heart rate and the strength and vigor of your heart's contractions. So it's like Mm -hmm. down to like the basal level of your cardiac system working. Yeah. As far as your nervous system is concerned, when your thyroid isn't working properly, it can cause symptoms that affect your nervous system, which could include numbness, tingling, pain, or a sense of burning in the affected part of your body. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wild. Sounds terrible. Digestive system. Your thyroid, of course, we mentioned is involved in your digestion. We mentioned the metabolism part of it, but it also has effects on how quickly your food moves through your digestive system, which is called gastrointestinal motility. So that can actually affect even more. Wow. And then as far Hmm. as women and men, it can affect your reproductive system. If your thyroid isn't working properly, it can either cause irregular menstrual periods, which you mentioned, or issues with fertility in both Hmm. men and women. So I I thought that was really wild. Mm -hmm. I I do want to touch on the main issues that can come up with your thyroid. But like I said, we'll probably get into the conditions because there's many specific conditions that have their own processes to them. And we'll probably get into those in the future. But I wanted to give an overview. So there are several different types of thyroid disease. It is actually very common. And it is estimated that about 20 million people in the U.S. have some type of thyroid disorder. So that's a lot of folks. Yeah, that's a chunk. Women or people who were assigned female at birth are five to eight times more likely to be diagnosed with thyroid conditions than men. Thyroid diseases are split into two types, which this goes all the way back to our insomnia episode, primary and secondary. There are primary Mm. and secondary thyroid issues. Of course, Mm. if it's primary, the disease itself originates within the thyroid. If it's secondary, it originates in the pituitary gland. So an example Hmm. on that, if you have a nodule on your thyroid that's releasing excess amounts of thyroid hormones, it could be called primary hyperthyroidism. But if you Hmm. have a tumor on your pituitary gland, which is releasing excess amounts of TSH or a thyroid-stimulating hormone, that Mm -hmm. would actually be called secondary hyperthyroidism. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's a lot to keep up with. (laughs) But you know that I was like, wow, it's just like primary and secondary insomnia. So basically, if it's primary, that means the root cause, ultimately, at the end of the day, is the thyroid. If it's secondary, the root cause is outside of the thyroid, and the thyroid is just reacting to this other problem that's already existing somewhere else. That was a very good way to summarize it, yes. So so there are, you know, these 20 million people in the United States who are having issues with their thyroid, there are four main conditions that come up. Hypothyroidism, that's where your your thyroid is underactive, so it's not doing everything that it should be. Hyperthyroidism, which is an overactive thyroid, so it's, it's doing too much. A goiter, which 
harkens back to an episode of Seinfeld. I don't know if you remember. They were trying to get the records from the lady with the goiter. I think it was a record episode. Oh, my god! That's a significantly enlarged thyroid. And then there are also Mm. thyroid cancers. And like I said, Mm. we will come back to these. The one good thing about thyroid cancers is they are actually one of the most treatable cancers that exist, which is good to know. Mm -hmm. So you all may be wondering... What can I do to keep my thyroid healthy? Were you wondering that? That's exactly what I was wondering. I was sitting over here like, well, what can I do to keep my thyroid healthy? The main thing that you can do to keep your thyroid healthy is to make sure that you are getting enough iodine in your diet. That's That's why we have iodized salt. This is why salt is iodized. The thyroid needs iodine. And years ago, people weren't getting enough iodine, and so they iodized salt. Hmm. Interesting, right? Just like that. Just like that. They just, just snapped like that. their fingers, I bet. and they just made it I- iotic. They just made it idiotic, just <laughs> just like that. I bet there were several board meetings and like lots of processes <laughs> went were gone through, but they oh did make goodness. a decision to iodize the salt. That was that was excruciating. I'm sure. I bet it I mean, was. I bet. Why why did they not iodize the sugar? I don't why know. Was it salt? Maybe salt. Why was didn't the they iodize the the ketchup? Or well, maybe put butter. a pen in that, and maybe we'll come back with a bonus episode on the process. <laughs> Why was salt. it salt? So, <laughs> who, who walked into the boardroom that day and said, "Here's the plan, team"? You know, Where? my conspiracy theory rant. It was the salt lobby, and it's it all the salt conspiracies. <laughs> no one's buying salt, and everybody's has thyroid issues. <laughs> So your thyroid needs iodine to make all of the thyroid hormones that it creates. So that's why salt was iodized, but there are other foods where you can get iodine, even if you're not using the iodized salt. And there's some good ones on this list. Are you ready? Like one of your favorites. I hope you list it. Cheese. Love it. It's my favorite food. Cow's milk. I don't, I don't need the milk. I just want the cheese. I mean, yeah, I just want the cheese. Eggs. I do like love eggs. Love them. I love, I love eggs with cheese. Me too. That's like, it's like on the daily With for me, some iodized salt on top. I mean, it's like a <laughs> feast for our thyroid. It's like a thyroid paradise. Eggs, yogurt, saltwater fish, shellfish. I'm, I'm out on not, that. Not so much on the shellfish. Yeah. Seaweed. I mean, I, I, yes. I appreciate a seaweed salad here and there. It's the only seafood that you eat. It is. It is. Soy milk and soy sauce. Ew. You like soy, I like soy sauce. sauce? I don't like soy milk, especially once I discovered oat milk. Oat milk is the best. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I love well, that's oat a milk. topic for a different day. Now, you should it, iodize oat milk. It is important to know that you should not try to consume too much iodine because that can also cause problems. So, um, of course, run all of that by your healthcare provider. If you're experiencing any symptoms of thyroid disease, which these would mainly be changes in your weight, like without changes in your diet or your life schedule, uh, changes in weight, changes in heart rate or temperature sensitivity, A couple other important ones that I wanted to mention, 
hypothyroidism, so that's the thyroid is not doing everything that it should, can lead to depression. And hyperthyroidism can lead to anxiety. So hmm. I, I don't know how often that's actually looked into. I would be willing to bet not quite enough. Yeah. So if you're having either depression out of nowhere or anxiety, it might not be a bad idea to be like, hey, can you check my thyroid levels? And it's a pretty simple blood test for them to do that. So we'll leave it at that. If you're having any of those things that I just mentioned, talk with your doctor. And as I said, we'll probably come back and get into the specifics of some of the conditions that I mentioned that are related mm-hmm. to the thyroid. Because as you said, Miranda, it's very complicated and there's a there's lot, a lot going to on. do there. <laughs> yeah. So you said there's hypo, there's hyper. There's the goiter, and then there's also cancers. Yes. Those were like the main four things that can go. Those are the main four things. A skew, a skew with the old thyroid. But even Mm. within each of those, like thyroid cancers can lead to either hyper or hypothyroidism. So like even within all of it, it gets very complicated. Hormones, man, are just like, it's such a delicate balance. It's so many little tiny chemicals. Like you said, they're just messengers and they're running all around telling our body what to do. And I mean, think about like if I was a messenger and I was running around and I had like a typo on a letter that I handed to like (laughs) the president of the United States. Right. No. Like all of the terrible things that could go wrong because of that typo. Like it's really complicated. Well, it's like the classic game of like telephone, you know, where you like somebody writes something funny and then everybody says it. Well, if your messengers aren't getting the right message, all sorts of things could go wrong. Yeah. And And a lot of times you don't know until it's already been going wrong for a long time. Right. Exactly. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. I learned a lot from doing that research. So I hope that that helps someone out there. And, you know, if any of you are having specific issues like there's Graves disease, there's Hashimoto's, there's there's a number of different conditions and you want me to hit that one first, shoot us an email and let us know. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm happy to do that. Y'all take care. Use your iodized salt, but don't go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, because then you'll have high blood pressure. Right, right. Which is a topic <laughs> for another day. <laughs> Five, four, three. That one two, night, what? You gave me a spotlight. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was I've been good. working on it that this whole good. time. And this whole time I've been working on it. Same time. <laughs> Tonight, our spotlight kind of wrote itself. The spotlight for this episode is the American Thyroid Association. The American Thyroid Association, or ATA, is dedicated to the advancement, understanding, prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of thyroid disorders and thyroid cancer. ATA is an international individual membership organization with over 1,600 members in 43 countries around the world. They recently celebrated their 95th anniversary. That's old. Which is really impressive. And they have publications and all sorts of scientific meetings and clinical research symposiums and whatnot. You can check all of that out on their website, which is 
www.thyroid.org. If you like what you hear from us, be sure to follow our show. And if you really like us, you can leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. We want to be friends with you. Connect with us on social media by following at Mother Mayhem Podcast or email us directly at mothermayhempodcast at gmail.com. Lovely lady, oh. please tell uh, me our spot. <laughs> oh no, it just did a thing. I don't know if that recorded. It was like a caution. Well, we'll take our chances. Let's start it over, just in case. You want to do it again? <laughs> okay.